Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll talk about how COVID-19 is impacting the meat sector. Also, we'll hear from federal conservative egg critic John Barlow. And at first, in today's country comment, I'll chat with the chair of the Manitoba Beekeepers Association, Mark Friesen. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us today is Morden Area Beekeeper and the chair of the Manitoba Beekeepers Association, Mark Friesen. The big story there is the foreign workers were were sort of disrupted from arriving in Manitoba. Uh, just that's, that's not entirely just the Manitoba or Canadian uh, government's faults or anything, it's just... This 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 thing this virus and so uh, they've been shutting down airplanes and and routings haven't happened so we took took it on ourselves to charter a flight and managed to get in a whole bunch of guys from Nicaragua on Friday last week and we should be expecting another chartered flight coming in later and I think they're doing other things in other sectors that are very similar especially with the uh, I think the Portage and Prairie uh, pickers, those guys that uh, do a lot of uh, field work picking plants, uh, they they've had to do the same. I guess those workers then uh, they'll have to uh, isolate for a couple of weeks uh, before they can start working. Yeah, and it's great that the government's kicking in a bit of cash. They've uh, promised fifteen hundred bucks, but it it doesn't quite cover the expenses. But I mean, you can't. I guess you can't expect it to. Uh, be given a complete cakewalk uh, on anything, but I mean, it, it'd be it'd be nice to have a bit more uh, coverage because, especially when they're asking so much of us, they want us to, uh, you know, put the guys up for so long. So, and but at, they've got a they've got a certain uh, framework that the government's been working where they they've they've actually got. Uh, the new guys that are coming in, they'll they'll be uh, assigned hotels because I guess they're they're worried about uh, any kind of uh, on farm uh, maybe trying to police it too much. How big of a role uh, do foreign workers play? Do you expect a shortage this year? Uh, we will be probably short uh, in in different uh, few different operations. M- Manitoba is is. Uh, Probably about half of the beekeepers in Manitoba use foreign workers, and it's those guys who were lucky enough and got their guys in early. Some guys got their guys in a little earlier, like right before travel restrictions came into place, and so they didn't have to probably face the full brunt of what's what's going on right now. And uh, but we need them right now, and 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 you're just asking exactly how. How impactful that is! Uh, it, it is very impactful. It's a vital time, be it uh, be it in these or other sectors that need your guys. Uh, we 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 can't just wait. It's a matter of timing. Like farming, you need things done. That was Mark Friesen. He's a beekeeper in the Morden area. Mark also serves as the chair of the Manitoba Beekeepers Association. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Cargill has decided to temporarily idle its High River Alberta processing plant. The facility handles about 20,000 animals a week. 
Dennis Laycraft, the executive vice president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, says they're working on how to deal with the growing inventory, noting it will be impacted by the duration of the closure. We're looking at structuring an industry government committee similar to what we did with, with BSE that will be trying to look at you know, what is a realistic uh, you know, weekly, monthly and quarterly processing capacity or harvesting capacity. And then that determines how many animals would be put on a maintenance ration. He notes the industry is looking at slowing down feeder cattle placements, moving heifers back into the herd and reducing the number of cattle entering into the feeder system. They'll also look at other federal or provincial processing facilities to see where they can increase capacity. JBS has announced the indefinite closure of its Worthington, Minnesota pork production facility due to COVID-19. The facility employs more than 2,000 people and processes 20,000 hogs per day. This is the third JBS USA plant to temporarily close, joining the Southerton, Pennsylvania beef production facility, which has now reopened, and the Greeley, Colorado beef plant, which remained closed as of Monday. And there's a growing frustration in the agriculture sector from producers and industry that the COVID relief programs that have been announced by Ottawa don't meet their needs. Conservative ag critic John Barlow says they sent a letter to Minister Marie-Claude Bibo saying more needs to be done for agriculture. Reinstitute the set-aside program. This is a quick, easy solution to, to help the cattle industry uh, across Canada who are facing you know, a number of issues, uh, feed costs, um, you know, dwindling capacity of processing plants. So the template is there. We've done this before. It's successful. So let's roll that out. Um, but also we want to focus on you know, a review and, and addressing uh, the BRM programs, agri-stability, agri-invest, and, and agri-recovery to offer uh, some financial assistance to agriculture. Barlow says agriculture should be considered a mandatory essential service and should be deemed a critical infrastructure because what farmers don't get done today is going to have a profound impact on what's on your store shelves and the price of it this fall. That was a look at today's Farm News. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Egg Wire for Tuesday, April 21st. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll talk about how COVID-19 is impacting the meat sector. Up first, we'll hear from federal conservative egg critic John Barlow. Glenda Lee Allen Vossler caught up to conservative shadow minister for agriculture and agri-food John Barlow to talk about the latest events in the egg sector around COVID-19. Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson really sounding the alarm to everybody, government and consumers, about the impact this is having on the agriculture sector and the fact that some farmers, because of the lack of workers and issues with getting temporary foreign workers here and here on time for what they need, is the fact that we may see some land actually sit idle, that farmers are, are really evaluating what they can do this year. Uh, it's, I think it's a, a very profound statement for uh, Mary Robinson and the CFA to come out and publicly uh, make that statement. And I, I know um, we've been speaking with all of our stakeholders and, and commodity groups over the last several weeks. And there is a real level of frustration within agriculture and agri-food and, and the processing sector um, where the programs that have been 
put forward by the government. It's just additional credit and debt that a lot of uh, producers can't absorb right now, and they don't qualify for a lot of the, the other programs. So do you support the call for an emergency fund to help farmers? Yeah, I do. I think there are. We sent a letter to the Minister of Agriculture outlining uh, several things that we see that she can do to uh, to address some of these things. And again, it the real crux here is, is cash flow. Many don't qualify for that uh, emergency business account. So they, they, for them, it's about accessing funds uh, to get through this. And as you said, many of them are, are questioning, do I plant this year if, if I don't have uh, the funds to get me through or the labor to help me at harvest? Um, and we could very well see, um, you know, maybe some food shortages in, in the summer and fall, but certainly more expensive uh, produce and and, and food. That was federal conservative egg critic John Barlow speaking with Glendalee Allen Vossler. <music> Continuing on today's Prairie Egg Wire, Dalhousie University professor Dr. Sylvain Charlebois talks about how COVID 19 is impacting the meat sector. We chatted yesterday. Well, of course, uh, meatpacking is uh, is a vulnerable sector uh, to COVID. Uh, I was certainly wasn't surprised to see some plants uh, being affected by COVID and, and seeing employees uh, contracting COVID inside, working inside the plant. Uh, physical spacing is an issue in some of these plants. Uh, some of these plants are, are not young, and so uh, plant design is is certainly an issue and uh, i believe we've we're up to five now five plants that have shut down but some of them actually are back are back um, in operation and uh, which means that uh, that uh, the the entire supply chain is is working well uh, working together there were a couple of uh, pork processing plants in quebec uh, both of them are back uh, back in operation partially i believe uh, the Brampton plant owned by Maple Leaf is back uh, in operation, and that's that's chicken. And uh, and out west, um, the one exception I think is High River, uh, the Cargill plant there, uh, plant number 93. There's there seems to be some issues with the community. There's almost 400 cases, uh, uh, COVID cases in the community, and and the households are linked to the plant. So there's something going on there, and uh, and the other uh, sign uh, that I'm seeing is that the union is very vocal <laughs> about their concerns uh, of the of the of the situation. Talk a bit more about that particular plant, uh, just the way the, the age of it and the way it's set up and the way things are running there. This plant is actually 31 years old. Uh, beef processing is 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 not aging well. I mean, uh, that plant was built in 1989. That's pre-BSE, and uh, and of course uh, because it's pre-BSE, uh, from a from from a food safety perspective, 1989 is a is a long time ago. And the Brooks plant, which is uh, also in Alberta, a major beef processing plant, is is more than 40 years old. So you can see that really uh, older plants are being affected by COVID. The newer plants in the country, we're not hearing from them because the design is much more modern. Now, when it comes to uh, meat consumption, um, what's the situation there? So, yeah, if people are concerned about shortages, I, I'm certainly not. The inventories are pretty high. 
demand for meat across the globe is down because of the pandemic, because of the economic downturn. So there's plenty of stock. And, uh, and so I don't think uh, consumers should worry about not having access to some good meat products, uh, especially um, uh, close to barbecue season. That was Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, professor at Dalhousie University. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to the farm desk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen-Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Verified Beef Production Plus webinars are being held every Tuesday starting at 7 o'clock. You can email verifiedbeefmanitoba at gmail.com. The Livestock Markets Association of Canada annual convention has been postponed. The Animal Nutrition Conference of Canada has been postponed as well. And the Manitoba Summer Fair has been cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Tuesday afternoon... Farmers are busy preparing for spring seeding. I caught up with Portage area farmer Jill Verway. I guess with uh, the cold weather, uh, certainly that's that slowed. Uh, I guess uh, the expectation of when you're we're going to get out in the field. Um, we're we're busy. Uh, we we have uh, beef and dairy operation as well, so we're we're busy trying to. Uh, Get some some beef cattle moved around and uh, cow calf pairs uh, out onto some drier ground and out of out of the yards uh, um, before we we get to the field because we've got a bit of time right now. But uh, um, with the current situation um, with uh, isolation, it's definitely uh, placed some some other strain on on uh, accessing uh, uh, inputs and and uh, uh, I guess. Uh, stuff that we need to repair machinery, but uh, businesses uh, are, are stepping up. Uh, Agriculture is an essential service and uh, very important uh, to our local economy, and, and our the businesses in the area are really stepping up as far as making every accommodation to, to keep things safe, but also to, uh, you know, enable us to, to continue and, and get uh, this year's crop in the ground. Um, uh, things things don't change on the farm landscape, and uh, um, as far as uh, our need to get out there, we've only got a limited window to get the crop in the ground, and uh, so uh, we're doing our best to to get things done this spring. Are, are you seeing any shortages uh, for things like uh, fertilizer? Uh, we haven't. Uh, more, you know, a lot of it's uh, you know. Uh, uh, if I can say snowballed from from the the fall that we had with uh, the additional snow, so there's there's certainly a lot more um, spring work and fertilizer application that's going to have to be done this spring. So, it, like I said, that uh, narrow window uh, now that we see this cold weather is is uh, you know um, certainly creeping up on on a lot of guys, but it's it's going to be a, a you know a, a narrow time frame that we have to get the crop in the ground, but. Uh, uh, from an input standpoint, uh, I think most of the dealers in the area have done a, an excellent job in stepping up and getting everything in uh, and uh, available for, for farmers and uh, for the most part a lot of it. Uh, any of the farmers that we've, we've talked to uh, did, were very aggressive as far as getting uh, um, stuff uh, you know, in place for, for this spring. So we're hoping that uh, uh, it'll uh, go seamlessly and, and uh, quickly in the, in the next few uh, weeks. In the weeks. 
That was Jill Verway, Vice President with Keystone Ag Producers. She's also a producer in the Portage La Prairie area. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Cargill has announced plans to temporarily idle its High River Alberta processing plant. The plant handles about 20,000 head of cattle a week, has about 2,000 employees, and has currently been linked to about 350 cases of coronavirus. Dennis Laycraft, the executive vice president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, talks about how the industry is looking at handling the growing inventory. You know, we'd be looking at reaching further back, slowing down uh, feeder cattle placements as as well. And, you know, there's certainly the potential to move some some more of the uh, heifers into the, the herd itself. And you know, over the long, over a period of time, begin to reduce uh, the number of cattle that would be entering into our, our feeding system. We are also talking with each of the provinces, looking at where we could improve capacity in some of the provincial plants. He notes the industry is looking at a half billion dollars in market losses between now and the end of June if there's no set aside program, and if plants don't get up and running soon. Cereals Canada President Cam Dahl says that our supply chain will remain whole during the COVID-19 pandemic and that Canada will be an ongoing reliable supplier of grain. He adds farmers have the supplies they need for the upcoming growing season. We know that farmers are coming into the, the plant season for, for 2020 and, and we're getting questions about whether there's going to be interruption from a, from a farm point of view. And what, what we're seeing that... You know, while there might be some disruptions, uh, farmers have the fertilizer they need, they have the seed they need, they have the crop inputs they need. We're in pretty good shape for uh, for spring planting. And over 1,500 Manitobans responded to a rural internet and cell survey conducted by Keystone Agricultural Producers. Almost two-thirds expressed dissatisfaction with their service. Here's CAP Vice President Jill Verway. We're going to uh, share these results both uh, with uh, the provincial and federal levels as well as uh, sharing it with uh, the the major providers so that uh, we can see some steps taken to increase uh, uh, the infrastructure in rural Manitoba, therefore see some improvement, equitable uh, services compared to uh, individuals that are in uh, urban centres. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.